I'm excited to announce that the Short Coat Podcast has now joined the MedEd Media Network at MEDEDmedia.com. The Short Coat Podcasts are broadcasts from the amazing and intense world of medical school from the students at the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. Go check them out directly at theshortcoat.com. The Old Pre-Meds Podcast, session number 63. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. We are part of the MedEd Media Network at MEDEDmedia.com. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and we take questions directly from the oldpremeds.org forums and answer them here on the podcast. If you are not familiar with the oldpremeds.org forums, I suggest you go familiarize yourself with them. The old premeds community has been around for a long time, helping non-traditional students like yourself on their journey to and through medical school. Today's post is one from Luis Gonzalez. He actually put his real name in here, which is great, or his, his name that he wanted us to know. He said, I am 27 years old. I have put off going to medical school for the last five years due to personal and family reasons. I've been taking care of my sister who developed a form of psychosis back in the spring of 2013, and I was my grandmother's caretaker during her fatal bout with liver cancer in 2014. I was trying for optometry school, but after shadowing several optometrists, I just don't think that is that it was the correct field for me. I graduated in 2011 with a 3.4 science GPA and a 3.7 cumulative GPA. I, at this time, had only have 450 hours of volunteering and three years worth of science tutoring, biology, microbiology, chemistry, and orgo. Tutoring at the local community college near my home. I can't travel that far due to my sister's health. I did have shadowing experience, but the doctor I shadowed back in 2011 doesn't have an office in this state anymore. I know I'll have to start shadowing and taking my MCAT. I got a 23 on the 2012 MCAT. But what else should I do to prepare my application? I'm taking my MCAT in mid-August, so it's a good idea. Or so is it a good idea to get letters of recommendation right now and apply late or wait until next year and ask those professors in early 2018 to write letters of recommendation? Also, is research necessary? I went back to talk to an advisor at my university about applying to medical school in December, but she told me that I had a 0% chance of getting into medical school at this point due to my lack of research. Overall, any advice would be most helpful. All right. I love these 0% chances. <sighs> I love advisors. I really do. If you're an advisor listening to this, I love you. And it's hard, hard work to, to reach so many students and answer so many questions. But a 0% chance is never, never the answer. Uh, so let's, let's start with that one. Research. Do you have to have research? No, you do not. And it's it's a tricky thing because when you when you're applying to to medical schools and you're looking at the MSAR and the college information book and you see the breakdowns of students that were accepted and, and what percentage of them had research, it's a large, large majority. 
but you don't have to have research is the bottom line. If if you're interested in research, great, go seek it out. I, I highly recommend you go and get research because it's interesting and you might like it, but you might not. And it's very easy, just like any other experience of shadowing or getting a clinical experience, you go and find some research experience. It doesn't have to be laboratory research. It could be clinical research where you're helping a physician do some some data analysis on patients that he or she has. So you don't have to have it, but I would recommend getting it. Or at least dipping your toes in it for a little bit to see if you like it. I, I guess that's a better way of saying it. All right, so graduated 2011 with science, a decent science GPA 3.4, cumulative 3.7, great. 450 hours of volunteering, great. Three years of science tutoring, great. These are a little bit older, so if you listen to last week's podcast, your prereqs are a little bit older, but it's probably still okay. So I would check in with each of the schools that you're interested in applying to and just make sure that they're okay with having some older prereqs. Just as I talked about last week, you got a 23 on the MCAT, so it may help you on the MCAT, the new MCAT, to take some more courses to help solidify your knowledge of of the sciences that are going to be tested on the MCAT. But really, a 23, it comes down to you just not understanding what the MCAT is all about. So I would highly recommend looking into a Next Step Test Prep or another one-on-one tutoring company. If you go with Next Step Test Prep, which is who is who I recommend, use the code MSHQ to save some money on their tutoring programs. You really need to understand how to take the MCAT to do well on it. Let's talk about August, though. If you plan to apply this year and take the test in August, I would recommend not applying this year. August is too late to apply this year. It's not a 0% chance, but I would never recommend anybody that's applying in 2017 to take the MCAT in August of 2017 because your application is not going to be complete until a month after that, sometime in September of 2017. And now you're, you're several months behind and most medical schools are going to have, have the people that they want to interview already lined up, ready to go, and, and just waiting for those last few really top-notch applications to come through before the deadline, usually at the end of October. So if you have to take the MCAT in August or in mid-August, I would delay applying until 2018. And then, yes, get your letters of recommendation in, around February is when I recommend starting asking and and have your your letter writer submit their letters for 2018, applying in June of 2018. So I hope that helped answer your questions. I would look into some more shadowing, definitely. I would look into getting some more clinical experience, definitely. That the admissions committees want to see sustained engagement in the medical field and. While you had a lot of volunteering a long time ago, you didn't really say what type of volunteering that is, so I'm going to assume it's not medically related volunteering, so I would try to get some clinical experience in being around patients and making sure that this is really what you want to do. And 
I just want to point out one more time, I'm glad that you're not applying to be an optometrist, and, and that's exactly why medical schools want to see shadowing. You shadowed one, and you said, yep, this is not what I thought it was. This is not for me. So that's the whole point of shadowing a physician, to get that same feel and that gut feeling to go, this is exactly what I want to do, or maybe not. Anyway, I hope that was helpful. If you have a question, go to oldpremeds.org, sign up for an account if you don't already have one, and ask away. If you gained some knowledge out of this podcast today, I would love for you to go share it with somebody. Go take somebody's phone, show them how to subscribe to a podcast, and let them know that you're doing them a favor by doing so. Have a great week. Stay motivated, stay encouraged, and we'll see you next week here at the Old Pre-Meds Podcast and MedEd Media.